0: Welcome back, everyone, to the weekly Slab Show, episode three. Today we have Slab Stock's Vincent in the house. A little bit of a breath of fresh air compared to the usual Aaron and I. Um, Aaron is uh a little bit, I guess you'd say, under the weather or something this week. Um, and so we had to get a fill-in. And Slabstocks Vincent is making his debut. He's done a few lives, he's shown up in show videos, but this is his first uh Slabstock's video. So everyone welcome him in the comments. Tell him he did a wonderful job. Uh yada yada yada. Um on today's so first off welcome Vincent. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah thanks I'm looking forward to it. Excited. Cool 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 cool
0: uh cool 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 what's that from
1: cool 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 I don't know
0: yeah. ah community you never seen community?
1: Uh, I haven't I have not my roommate watches that though that's actually kind of funny he told me about that this semester. I did not watch it though
0: so good if and for everyone on YouTube if you haven't seen community go watch it it's on Netflix it is a very funny show um at least the first couple seasons are very funny all right so for today's rundown of the of the episode we are going to be talking about a big purchase by Logan Paul obviously you've probably seen if you're into sports you've probably seen Logan and Jake Paul force their names into your consciousness because <laughs> of boxing and all the attention it gets but Logan Paul is in the card market, and he made a gigantic purchase over the weekend. We've got a little game worn versus player worn uh, conversation. Uh, who's hot? Who's not? Dinging corners. I'm bringing you a little dinging corners segment today. So be on the lookout for that. And then we will clear, end it off with a slab stocks debate. Um, well, debate we were going to give you last time, but we ran out of time. So we are going to push it to we pushed it to this time. Um, that being said. Let's jump into it. And so general industry news, obviously the biggest thing in the industry right now is Logan Paul, which is a weird thing to say. I never thought I would actually ever say that, especially because I'm a sports card guy and he's a Pokemon guy. But Logan Paul this past weekend bought a 1999 first edition sealed case. So it has six booster boxes in it. Sealed case, guaranteed sealed case, you know, authenticated sealed case from Shane 150 or Shine 150. Um, who you'll know on Instagram, S H Y N E 150. He's got a ton of massive, massive cards. Um, and he bought this box from Jamil at Shop Mealy Pops, that who found it out in the wild. He bought it from him for 2.7 million and then sold it to Logan Paul for three and a half million dollars. I don't even think he probably had it for 6 months and he made 800 grand on it. So shout out Shine and um shout out Logan Paul for buying this absolutely absurd absurdly priced sealed box. And it's the only one known in existence. Um that's the really big thing here is that you can get individual uh, booster boxes sealed and authenticated, but nobody'd ever found a sealed case of this until now Logan Paul obviously had to have it. And he spent $3.5 million on it. I am curious to know what you guys think. I don't know a lot about Pokemon. And we'll get Vincent's take on this. I don't know a lot about Pokemon. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, I guess. 1999, first edition. I know it's big. I know you're probably going to get a number of Charizards. And if you hit a big Charizard or 30 big Charizards or something, it's going to (laughs) be massive. But, like, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. So in the comments... If you could, let me know if you like this move. If you don't, I'd rather personally spend $3.5 million on almost anything else. But Vincent, let me know your thoughts on this.
1: Um, it's interesting. I'm I'm like you. I don't know too much about Pokemon. I focus mainly on uh, baseball, probably football and basketball a little bit. And then Aaron got me into soccer. But Pokemon is a little foreign to me. But I know $3.5 is that's a pretty big price tag for anything, um, let alone box Pokemon cards in my mind. Uh, I know Logan, I think he has some of the individual booster boxes too. So he's kind of, and I don't know what the, I don't know how many of them are out there. Um I think I saw someone online said he had like five. Uh, don't quote me on it, but so he's got individual sealed ones. He's got a, he's
0: got a picture. And I think he has five sitting in front of him uh, on Instagram pictures. So now
1: he has a sealed case, which obviously, is six is yeah six and the only one to exist and now and then he's got five other ones i don't know if he opened them or not i i know he did something like they look
0: like they're still in their plastic cases they came in so
1: okay so i mean he's got a pretty good stronghold on the market i'd say i'm assuming there's not too many sealed ones still out there so i mean it's first edition yeah 1999 i know the charizard's big i guess you could consider or compare the charizard to like a 52 mantle in terms of like the Grail of Pokemon, I don't know. I would take the the 52 mantle all day, every day, twice on Sunday. <laughs> but um I guess I guess for the Pokemon market, that's obviously the Grail. So to have that box, who knows how many Charizards are in there? Uh, I'm yeah. assuming they're in really plus, good shape. Plus
0: other yeah, other big cards. And, yeah, if get them. Use in there or. Jigglypuff, if that's a thing that's still i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah i my knowledge is pretty much at charizard but i'm sure there's other big cards in there that you get graded and they get good grades and you're making a pretty penny on those too um i saw we pulled a couple comments off of our slab stocks post on instagram um from i believe it was last night and pretty mixed bag i'd say nate Uh, a couple people liking it a couple people really not liking it uh we had a couple comments here Uh, one person said first edition will always appreciate COVID or not good move so obviously in favor of logan's investment another person said great investment especially since he's doubling down on something he already has invested in being that he has five other first edition boxes so there you go he's got the five other boxes um but then flip side doesn't make much sense to be honest, but not much does. Pokemon is saying craze came back during COVID, and that wasn't prominent prior. Still, a lot to learn as to who, what, when on things go up, the possibility of them going down, the singles in the boxes. Just not a lot of knowledge with it being more popular than ever. So, seems pretty mixed bag. I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I, It's a lot of money for Pokemon. That's all I'm going to say. A great ROI by uh, Shine in like, what, six months? Yeah. It's impressive. uh,
0: Incredible Um, ROI. I mean, you buy a box because you have the money. You hold on to it until you know the exact person that you want to buy it. Because he said other people came to try to buy it. And he was holding it for Logan Paul specifically. He got Logan Paul to buy it. Mm -hmm. 800 grand profit. Okay. You
1: control the market too. So I mean, if it's the only one. As of yeah. now. so definitely
0: uh, uh, For me, one thing I will point out is that I don't think, I mean, I don't know the Pokemon market, but I'm not a big believer in everything always appreciating. I do think at some point people are going to lose interest in probably cards, Pokemon cards, NFTs, whatever. And then, you know, there's going to be something new down the line, new down the line after that. And I do think there's going to be a loss of interest in some of this stuff. And maybe, you know, a sealed case is a sealed case. and But I don't think that you can just go out and say, first edition will always appreciate. I do think you're going to get to a point where people just, uh eh, Pokemon, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing helping the appreciation, or even just the knowledge of it, is someone like Logan Paul. I'm not saying that I think influencers getting into the card market is awesome in every aspect,
0: but... Because we Logan... can see what happened to the Aoki collection, yeah. PSA 10, uh, Jordan. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing all the time, but Logan Paul buying that for 3.5 million with his reach and maybe getting more people into the market compared to a private deal that nobody knows on Instagram, you know, maybe that pulls a little bit more people into it. Maybe it keeps people interested longer. I don't know. Only time will tell, obviously. But, um, yeah, like I said, not not always a fan of influencers getting involved in the card market, but never know. Could help it, could hurt it. Yeah. Only time will tell.
0: All right. Well, moving on from Logan Paul, never thought we'd open a show like that. Uh, we had a little debate on. Was that two weeks ago?
1: So, like like Nate was saying, two weeks ago in Daily Slab, uh, we had a little write up uh, when the Kobe. Uh, we'll go over. I think is a 2012-2013 National Treasures logo min number to two BGS nine was going up for sale in the PWCC Premier Auction for December. So we kind of brought up the debate, uh, well, not even debate, just kind of more a discussion, because I think we clearly know which one is more valuable than the other. Um, but when that went up, uh, we kind of pointed out that uh, obviously all National Treasures Logo Man cards are extremely sought after and valuable for every collector. But this little nuance that maybe not a lot of people pay attention to before, but are starting to now, is the difference between patches that in the cards that are game-worn or player worn. So game worn, obviously, they wore it at some point in the game. We don't know which one. It'd be cool if they could track it back to the individual game, I think. Uh, I think there might be a couple of things that actually do that in other parts of memorabilia you can kind of track it back. But then there's also player worn. So, Nate, I'm assuming that's whenever, like, they just wore it in a practice. I, in a- I'm
0: I'm assuming, what, what I'm assuming this is, is Panini goes to them, says put this jersey on, they put it on, they take it off, they give it back, player worn.
1: Yeah, I mean, I maybe practice, maybe a photo shoot, maybe yeah. who, who knows? I don't, I don't know. But obviously, you'd want a jersey that was game worn. Like that's that's just the the better aspect. The cooler it's just aspect. a little
0: bit more of an appeal. Obviously, the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. It's just a piece of yeah a piece of clothes that another <laughs> just human just being cloth. wore at one point. <laughs> um, So the whole thing's probably just a little bit ridiculous. But but. The idea that it was actually in a real life event that you can go back and look at is a lot cooler than being like, uh, maybe he wore this at a photo shoot or something. So, exactly.
1: Yeah. So, the Kobe going on sale kind of says curious because back in December of last year, 2020, um, when the high end basketball card market was lower than it is now, um, just want to point out, but a 2018 National Treasures rookie logo man. Luka Doncic numbered to five, uh, which was ungraded, sold back then for 67878 bucks. So, obviously, nice hefty price tag. Um, the It was just Logo Man too, no autograph. Uh, so, we saw this Kobe go up for sale on PWCC. Wanted to compare the two. At the end of this month's auction, it ended up selling for $99,000. Pretty big price tag. Mm-hmm. For non-rookie, um, obviously numbered to two. Um, but it was game-worn. So just something we wanted to point out. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting to look at the two prices and kind of see how the market responds to the two different patches. Um, the Luca may sell for more now because, like I said, the high-end basketball market was lower uh, back in late December 2020 than it is now, as we've been seeing with tons of record-breaking sales. I saw PWCC posted a bunch last night of some massive record-breaking sales. Um, so the high-end market is definitely healthy. I think that's for sure. Um but the sale is interesting. What are your what are your thoughts on it, Nate, with the, the Kobe sale and kind of like the, the debate or right, even so, topics?
0: So on one hand, you have obviously three less Kobe's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's important. It's already graded. That's important. Thick card like that. BGS9 is a fine grade, a very good grade, actually. Mm-hmm. Um there's no guaranteeing this logo man gets a BGS9 at all. Uh, on the right side of the Luca. So that being said, Kobe was drafted in 1996. Or first rookie card was in 1996, and this is 2012. That is um, what 16 years later?
1: 16, yeah, it's quite some time.
0: And so, 16th year logo man number two, sure, graded BGS nine, <laughs> sure, but a 16th year card. Compare, and it's Kobe, and obviously people love Kobe and all that stuff um but this luca is a rookie a rookie logo man there's only five in existence at least for national treasures and um it is a rookie which is important to me i'm not big on the whole let me go grab 20th year tom brady gold yeah don't have the money to do it anyway so it shouldn't really bother me (laughs) but even if i did have the money I, i would spend my money on something else and so for me I get that it's game worn. I get that it's Kobe. I get that it's out of two. I get that it's a BGS nine. Um, but for me, I don't, I just, because it's from 2012, I just don't think there should be any way it should be more expensive than, um, than the, Luka. Luka Doncic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Especially with it being a rookie. Um, because Luka's had an insane career so far. So, obviously, people... I, I think the Luka goes for more money now than it did back in December 2020. I think that's pretty clear.
0: Though, also, to be fair, you know, Luka has been good. But he hasn't won as many championships, oh, MVPs.
1: Yeah. 100%. Scoring it's all, titles. It's all... It's all uh prospecting at this point or, or speculation, yeah. you know, it's and, it's, and that's
0: the, that's the big thing. And if you've watched these shows long enough, or if you've been in the card market long enough, or if you've paid attention to other people's shows, it's not about what you have done. It's about what you could do. Yeah. And There's that's no sure
1: thing either. That's, that's a scary thing. There's no sure yeah. thing. So
0: correct. Uh, I mean, people, people spend absurd amounts of money uh, and maybe that makes Logan Paul smart. People spend absurd amounts of money on guys that could do something in the future compared to uh, guys that have done, you know, look at Hall of Famers. Their price Mm -hmm. is way lower than a Fernando Tatis or Ronald Acuna, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that those guys are kind of injury prone and um, they might not, you know, they're good right now. And they're probably, they're on the path for for Hall of Fame, but they (laughs) might not make it there. You never know. An Andrew Luck situation might happen to them. Mm -hmm. And so then you look at like Logan Paul and you're like, Pikachu's never torn his ACL, <laughs> right? Uh, Charizard's never we'll always fire. <laughs> yeah, Charizard's never hurt his neck and ended his career. Uh, I was just looking at Devonte Adams' stats compared to Sterling Sharp. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know how good Sterling Sharp was, Not
1: yeah, I'm aware.
0: He retired in 1994 as a 29-year-old. Yeah, and uh, he had 8,100 like, yards, 65 touchdowns. And that was right in the Brett Favre era before yeah. the Super Bowls, before Brett Favre's run of like three straight MVPs. If he mm-hmm. had stayed 30, 31, 32, you know, we're talking prime years, yeah, 11, 12,000 yards, probably 100 touchdowns, Hall of Famer. Um, but he hurt his neck, and uh, that can not happen to Charizard, so
1: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, 100%. Uh, interesting to see what people say in the comments too. I mean, do you guys? I think it's pretty clear in terms of the player worn versus game worn. Uh, I think everyone would like a game worn, but maybe comparing the Luca and the Kobe. You guys taking the Luca logo man or uh, the Kobe logo man? Because I, I mean, I, yeah, like you said, Kobe's he's solidified, but the Luca seems like a good deal compared to the Kobe if yeah. he pans out.
0: I just I struggle, I, and I get I get why the Kobe has so much going for it. A, it's Kobe. B, it's BGS 9. C, it's mm-hmm. Game 1. D, it's out of 2.
1: Yeah. Checks all the boxes.
0: But but the big thing for me is 16th year, not a rookie.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, for me, I think that's the that's the deciding factor there. I, I just, I'm not a huge non-rookie guy. I know a lot of people are, but for me personally, and this is just me personally, never just base your uh, your buying off of what I say. For me personally, I would never buy a card like that unless it was a personal collection card because I want I want rookies. I want their first card. I don't care about year 16. Exactly. I'm but in same as you. Yeah. We move on, we move on and we are going to go into who's hot, who is not of the week and who's hot. And I'm guilty of this. Um and I, it's not just this man, it's the whole team. Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are hot. Uh, I was I was pretty down on them at the start of the season. I had my hot takes about them. Not about Patrick Mahomes. He looked a little bit, you know, iffy. But you don't expect Patrick Mahomes to continue playing iffy. Um, it's Patrick Mahomes, after all. But the Chiefs, their defense looked terrible. Their offensive line looked terrible. And it didn't seem like there was a quick fix coming down the line. Well, apparently there was a quick fix in there, and I haven't watched a lot, but their defense has been way better. Oh, yeah. Way, way better. And so the Chiefs are back as a team, and Patrick Mahomes is back. Uh, they just beat the Chargers on Thursday Night Football.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great game. That was 30, awesome. 30, 40, game. 28. Yeah, overtime.
0: That, was, overtime. that was an
1: awesome game. Yeah, I watched that live. It was It was pretty crazy. The ending, so good. So good.
0: And, and you know, what's exciting is Justin Herbert's not going anywhere for years. Patrick Mahomes is not going anywhere for years. This mm. is going to happen every year. Twice a year. It's going to be awesome. The problem is Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. We know how good he is. Justin Herbert's Justin Herbert. We know how good he is. But I do worry that if you are Justin Herbert having to go up against Patrick Mahomes, your prices are going to struggle for years until you can finally break through. And if you don't break through by year four or five against Patrick Mahomes, people might just not care about your cards anymore and have moved on. Um, so could be interesting. But the Chiefs are sitting at 10-4 and four in the AFC West, first place. Um, they are first in the entire AFC conference, which if you would have said that six weeks ago, when they were like five and six, nobody would have believed you.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't looking good for them for a long time, but yeah. um, out of them.
0: he has 4,000. Mahomes is 4,000 yards on the season, 30 touchdowns and 30, 13 interceptions. You'll notice that those are eh numbers. Uh, He's got more yards than Aaron Rodgers, but the same amount of touchdowns and nine more interceptions. So trash, not going to win MVP. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers deserves MVP, yada, yada, yada.
1: He he has cleaned up interceptions though. I mean, that was the big thing in the beginning of the season. That's why they were struggling. Is he he was turning the ball over so much, which was yeah. which was abnormal for him. So, I mean, yeah, 13 picks is not great, but compared to the way the season started, he's kind of leveled off with some other players in the league, so. Okay,
0: hey, he he put it into perspective like this. As a Brett Favre fan, 13 picks is amazing. <laughs> As an Aaron Rodgers fan, 13 picks is like you're the worst quarterback in the league.
1: Yeah. Definitely definitely two contrasts there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to follow this going forward. There was obviously a buying opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. His select rookie, so he doesn't have the concourse rookie for uh, Mahomes, but he does have the premier rookie and then the field-level rookie. And his premier-level rookie, PSA 10 Silver, has increased 21% over the past two months, um, which is interesting because it made a buying opportunity. But next year, if this same thing happened, not a buying opportunity because it increases by 21%, but you sell that card, you owe 28% in taxes Um, if you don't run like your own business through cards, right? If you don't have your own LL or sole proprietorship for your uh, card business, and you're just buying and selling personally, you're going to owe 28%, which means you didn't make any money, especially after eBay takes their 12.5% cut. Um, So kind of an interesting thing here for me is like, even a guy like Mahomes that you had a buying opportunity on, and it went up, you're still in the red. Which it, it's going to it's going to affect how people play cards next year. Uh, I think a lot more people might get into the um, hold it long term or buy really cheap guys that can uh, kind of pop off and double triple rather easily.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, that's not going to be the greatest next year. Not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then who's not of the week is Lamar Jackson. Uh, obviously, he has a deep bone bruise in his ankle. Reverse reported as a um, as a twisted ankle, but it is a apparently a deep bone bruise in his ankle. He missed the past two games after ex- exiting against the Bears. No, he played. He didn't no, play I against.
1: He he didn't. Oh, who did he not play against?
0: Well, Tyler Huntley played against the Bears and won. And then last week, he left the game against the Browns, and Tyler Huntley almost brought them back against the Browns. Or no, he, no. he played against the Bears.
1: He he left against the Browns. Left against the Browns. They played the yeah. Packers last week, or this past week.
0: This past week. I know that. I was going to get to that yeah. yeah, watch the game. The, um, the
1: Browns is a game he exited like early.
0: So, correct. And Tyler Huntley almost brought him back. And then Tyler Huntley almost beat the Packers. Now, obviously, the Ravens have had a ton of injuries, but the Packers have also had a ton of injuries. We had almost no offensive linemen that started the season out there. We had like five backups out there. Um, we didn't have our starting uh, all-pro cornerback. We didn't have our best pass rusher. We didn't have Kenny Clark, one of the best interior defensive linemen, um, and run blockers in the league, so or run stuffers in the league. So, you know similar kind of injuries ravens obviously more injured tyler huntley really was the reason why they were even close that dude was amazing just making throws running with his running for yards um everything yeah. so it was pretty incredible so not that lamar jackson's going to lose his spot but uh, a couple injuries and uh, tyler huntley looking really good people might start questioning if lamar jackson's kind of just a system QB
1: or a running back
0: <laughs> classic uh I will never say that because I love Lamar Jackson and I'm a big I'm a big if anybody has watched these long enough I'm a big proponent in the underdog getting a shot and mm-hmm. so like people wanted to quit on Tua big Tua believer people wanted to quit on Zion before he his career even began Big Zion guy, even though he's a first overall pick, and you can't really be an underdog if you're first overall pick. The amount of people I heard talk about Zion calling him a bust before he even stepped on an NBA court was absurd. When I worked at the card shop a couple years ago, mm. um, and so for me, people saying, "Oh, Lamar can't do it. Lamar doesn't have a chance. He's not a quarterback." You know, I was a big fan of him because I wanted to see him get a shot at quarterback, which he has, and he's been amazing. But then you have a guy like Tyler Huntley come in and played just as well as Lamar Jackson. In fact, he had two passing touchdowns. Yeah, Lamar Jackson Uh, (laughs) 2.0. Two passing touchdowns and two uh, rushing touchdowns. The first Ravens quarterback to ever do that. Not even Lamar Jackson has done that. Not even Joe Flack. Oh, wait. Um, (laughs) So, Tyler Huntley, good. Lamar Jackson, maybe. And I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek for everyone on YouTube about to blow up in the Comment section. Tongue in cheek. I don't actually think he is a system quarterback, but I do think the Ravens have a good problem in which some team, as long as Tyler Huntley probably doesn't play another game and get in um, and maybe not get injured, no big injuries, and also another game where he gets absolutely figured out, uh, some team's probably going to come forward and give them like a third, fourth round pick, maybe even a second round pick for Tyler Huntley to be their quarterback next year. I could see it definitely happening.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: that. That is our who's hot or who's not. Oh, I suppose we should talk about little prices here. His concourse-level base rookie, Mm -hmm. uh, PSA 10, has decreased 50% in the last month, around $83. Now, obviously, this is a base rookie. A lot of base cards have dropped in price. Um, And a lot of football cards in general, once the season started, have been dropping. Same with basketball. Same with baseball. It seems like there's a run-up before the season. And then once the season starts, people are like, eh. I'll sell now. I don't really care. I'm going to get into the next sport that's going to start. Would you agree with that, Vincent?
1: Yeah. I, the market's really cyclical. We see it. We've seen it for the last couple of seasons and even a little bit before the, the big boom in, in 2020, but uh, it's been exaggerated over the last couple of years. It's, it's very cyclical. So if you, if you pick your spots right and time it, I know it's hard to time the market per se, um, but you can get a pretty good idea of what, what the card's going to do barring yep. any significant injuries or, or big performances. Um, I think it's pretty easy to tell. And like, especially with this Lamar card, like, one interesting thing is like, yeah, they have a good problem with Hundley being good, but they also have a big problem with whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. Cause they're the number one seed a couple weeks ago and looking good, Lamar healthy. And now their division is tough. They might not even make the wild card. They they could find themselves. Let me tell
0: you, they are eight and six. Yeah. There are Pittsburgh is seven, six and one. Mm -hmm. They are, excuse me, both out of playoffs right now. Buffalo yeah. is eight and six. Chargers are eight and six. Indianapolis is eight and six. Cincinnati is eight and six. Mm-hmm. Got the Raiders um,
1: sneaking up behind them, seven and seven. Hold the tiebreaker.
0: <laughs> yeah, Raiders seven and seven. Miami seven and seven. Cleveland seven and seven. Denver seven and seven. Mm-hmm. So you have you have obviously the issue here is that Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore are all in the same division. Mm-hmm. There's two eight six teams, one seven and six, and one and one seven and seven there are 4 weeks left literally any team could win yeah
1: and, this division.
0: and you, yeah no they all beat up
1: out. on each other they're, they're all going to beat up on each other these last 4 weeks cuz i think they play yeah. each other a lot there's a lot of interconference or interdivision games these last couple weeks
0: i would imagine so there is potential here especially with uh, las vegas at 7 and 7 miami at 7 and 7 denver at 7 and 7 and then shout out the jets houston jacksonville at 3 11 3 11 and 2 and 12 <laughs> yeah big job um, there are 13 teams out of the sixteen teams in. I guess I could have just taken three off of sixteen. I'm an idiot. Uh, Thirteen teams in the playoff race in the AFC West, and we will not know who is in it. It's very possible that we look up at the end of the year, and Buffalo and the Chargers are out of the playoffs, yeah. which is not something you would expect at the start of the season. Um, it's possible Baltimore's out. It's possible Pittsburgh is in, which wouldn't have been expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible, you know, Cleveland flip flops all of these guys and they're in first instead of Cincinnati. No one knows what's going to happen because we have uh, Cincinnati, top of their division, eight and six. Mm-hmm. So any other team in that division could get in. And then the three playoff teams, Indianapolis, Chargers, and Buffalo, all have one more win. Than the other teams behind them, except for Baltimore, who obviously is eight and six, but uh, I guess doesn't have the tiebreaker with Cincinnati, the Colts, the Chargers, or Buffalo to be in the playoffs right now. Or the Raiders. Well, the Raiders are seven and seven.
1: Yeah, but we got the tiebreaker over them. Week one, big one. So
0: just, <laughs> just insane, 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 and it will be very interesting what happens there. Um, in a effort to keep this episode not super long, I am going to skip Dinging Corners for today. We will save that for next time. We're already running 30 minutes and we still have the debate. Um, and I don't know how long this debate is going to take, but I had an interesting thought the other week. And so for our weekly debate, which we didn't get through last week, I was looking at Justin Herbert because we had a... Um, who's hot, who's not, and Justin Herbert was on there. So I found a Justin Herbert card. Justin Herbert Prism Silver PSA 9. I don't want anybody thinking it's PSA 10. Last sale, $456 on bids on December 20th. So a $450 card. Now, I was trying to find guys that were similar situations and cars that are similar styles to this, right? Which brought me to, and from different sports, which brought me to LaMelo Ball, for basketball, and Fernando Tatis for baseball. Now, the reason I picked these three guys for this debate is this. We've got three dudes. They're all in their early 20s. Herbert is 23, Tatis is 22, and LaMelo is 20. Now, three-year difference between Ball and Herbert is pretty substantial, but all being in their early 20s, it's the important thing here. All three play for less-than-storied franchises. So I'm talking, They're not. Fernando Tatis is not playing for the New York Yankees. He's playing for the San Diego Padres. And until recently, the Padres were a terrible team. Uh, bottom dwellers for a very long time did not spend a ton of money. That has changed, but that is a very recent development. Um, the Padres have not been very good outside of Tony Gwynn. <laughs> then you have Lamella Ball and the Hornets, who used to be the Bobcats, who were an expansion franchise and I don't remember the year, 2004 Maybe. Um, 2003, I don't remember the year. But the Bobcats went to Charlotte. Now, Charlotte had the Hornets back in the day. They moved to New Orleans. Uh, then they got an expansion franchise in the Bobcats. And then the Bobcats, when the New Orleans Hornets changed their name to the Pelicans, Charlotte got the <laughs> Hornets name back. But again, not a storied franchise um, in Charlotte. And so you've got two guys like that, Lomelo and... Uh, Fernando Tatis playing with unstoried franchises, but superstars in their own rights. And then you have Justin Herbert, who's playing for the Los Angeles Chargers. When the Chargers were in San Diego, you know, they had Dan Fouts and uh, guys like that, Philip Rivers. But by and large, the Chargers are not like uh, and Tomlinson. But by and large, the Chargers are not some storied franchise. Mm. They're not the Raiders. They're not the Packers. They're not the Patriots. They're not the Cowboys. They're nothing like that. They're the Los Angeles Chargers, um, and they're and I mean, San Diego didn't even support them, so they moved, right? Uh, if you're a storied franchise, you do not have to move uh, locations, but they had to move. So you then have Justin Herbert, who plays, who's young, who's really good, and he <laughs> plays for a less than storied franchise. They are also all three organizations that are up and coming but maybe not quite there yet. So Charlotte is 16 and 17 and they are in the eighth spot in the playoffs, but they could easily drop out any day. Boston is 15 and 16. Toronto is 14 and 15. Atlanta is 14 and 15. Any number of those teams could take Charlotte's spot. Mm -hmm. The Chargers are eight and six, but like we just said, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Miami, or Cleveland or Denver could take their spot in the playoffs. So it's not like they are locked into a playoff spot. And then the Padres were 79 and 83, not for a lack of trying. They just had an insane amount of pitching injuries this year. Every pitcher mm-hmm. they had pretty much by the end of the year was injured. Um, and there's just not much you can do. Tatis himself was injured, but they also missed the playoffs at 79 and 83. So all three teams are also kind of in the same spot. Playoff contenders a little bit, mm-hmm. but maybe not like favorites currently. But they're also playoff contenders because of these three guys. If the Padres don't have to tease, they're not playoff contenders. Um, if the Her- Chargers don't have Justin Herbert, they really aren't playoff contenders. And if Charlotte doesn't have LaMelo Ball, they're still probably one of the worst teams in the league and not in the eighth spot. Like if you take LaMelo Ball off that team, they are probably a bottom, a bottom team in the East, not the eighth team in the East. So right there. Age, franchise, and winning, all very similar for these three guys. So what I'm going to do here, Vincent, is we're going to go through some stats after we've covered the baselines here. We're going to go through some stats, and then we're going to go through some prices. And I want you to pick one, and I want everyone in the YouTube comments to pick one. Um, The prices are very similar, and you have to choose one of these young guys. You can't choose all three. I mean, you would likely choose all three, but you can't choose all three you got to bet on one going forward to be the breadwinner to make you money. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, after I give you all this information, it's like, all right, so Tatis is this good or LaMelo is this good or Justin Herbert is this good, but because of these reasons, I'm going to go with this guy and not LaMelo and not Justin Herbert or not Tatis and not Herbert or whatever.
1: Make sense? sense? Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good debate. All right.
0: So let's start with LaMelo's stats. He's 20 years old. He's the youngest one. He's a six-seven point guard, which obviously doesn't grow on trees. And he's been killing it this year, averaging 20 points in his second year in the NBA, averaging 32.8 minutes a game, which is up. He's shooting 41% from the field, which is a little bit down, but he's shooting four more shots per game. And I know this is a lot of uh, stats coming at you real quick. He's shooting 39% from three on seven attempts a game. He's also averaging 7.5 rebounds and 8.2 assists, 1.8 steals. So, any way you put it, LaMelo is moving up in the world of basketball. Stats, uh, shooting percentages, field goal attempts, minutes per game, um, free throw percentage, three-point percentage. It's all going up. Uh, Rebounds per game is going up. Assists per game is going up. Steals per game is going up. He looks really good. He looks really good. He looks like a star. Now, the Hornets do have some defensive issues on that team. But uh, other than that, they're (laughs) an exciting young team. And people love the NBA. People love the ball family. People really love LaMelo. Interesting. Interesting, especially with how well he has played this year. And for whatever it's worth, his PER is 21.3. We move on to Justin Herbert, and currently he has 4,000 yards on the season. He's 66.4% completion percentage, which is right around career average of 66.5. He's 8-6 and on the year. He's thrown for 4,000 yards. He still has uh, three games left to play. He's thrown for 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Uh, 12 interceptions is a little bit high, but he's young. He's 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 young. He's young and he will figure it out. Um most quarterbacks do. And then if we just get into his rushing here a little bit, he also has two hundred and eighty-four yards rushing and three touchdowns. So a total a total of four thousand three hundred yards on the season and thirty-five touchdowns altogether. Uh pretty, pretty pretty good season from Justin Herbert and in playoff contention, playoff spot right now. And then Fernando Tatis, probably the most impressive stats of everyone. He hit 282 with a 364 on base and a 611 slugging. The top slugging percentage all time from a shortstop, I'm pretty sure.
1: Mm-hmm. He had a
0: 975 OPS, 42 home runs in 130 games. So he had 73 extra base hits, total 42 home runs in 130 games. If you add on another 32 games, if he played a full season, which, again, a little bit injury-prone, um does he finish with 50? You know, we're talking maybe 50 home runs from a shortstop, a 22 year old shortstop. That in itself is probably the most impressive stat out of all of these guys. Like Lamelo's stats are really good, mm-hmm. but they're not MVP level stats out of a 20 year old. Justin Herbert's stats are really good, but they're not MVP level stats out of a second year 23 year old.
1: They're really what? They're, they're elite stats. But like Just you said, not MVP. yeah. Yeah.
0: They're really sure good. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two insanely, insanely good players, but not MVP level. Mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis, MVP level stats out of a 22 year old shortstop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so that right there has me thinking, yeah, I want to go with Tatis. The but then you think about popularity and where baseball is compared to basketball and football. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I mean, I saw a thing that soccer and popularity was within like eight percentage points of baseball for the third most popular sport in America. And mm-hmm. I know you and I are baseball guys, mm-hmm. but like, so you got all of these factors into Tatis, right? Best stats, MVP, but it's baseball. Whereas you can get a quarterback and you know, quarterbacks run the NFL and they run the card market, or you can get a point guard six, seven point guard freak who's really good, whose stats are up um, and is going to be one of the, probably one of the faces of the NBA and eventually might leave Charlotte and go to a big market and really. So you have all that. And then lastly, their prices. So Justin Herbert, $456 for a silver PSA nine Lamello the last couple sales when I wanted to do this last week the last sale was like $405 for a PSA nine but in the last week the last two sales have dropped a little bit we are talking $355 on December 16th for the last Lamello ball silver PSA nine and 350 same day for that so $350 card compared to 450 for Justin Herbert And then Tatis, I took his Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10. Now, obviously, a refractor is not the same pop run PSA 10 or PSA 9 as a silver. Silvers are way more rare. Also, this is a PSA 10 compared to PSA 9s, but I was trying to get similar prices of similar looking cards. So we've got $490 on the Fernando Tatis Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10. Poppy Port Rise, the refractor has 1,425 PSA 10s out of 2,000 plus graded. The Justin Herbert Silver has 381 PSA 9s out of 642 graded with 107 PSA 10s. And the, so we're talking 380 PSA 9s for 450, 1,000 some PSA 10s for 480, or, and I got to pull this up on the no, whatchamacallit, the phone here. 275 PSA 9 <laughs> silvers for LaMelo um, and 58 graded higher, so 58 PSA 10s. Yeah,
1: well, that number is only going to go up because, as we know, newer newer Prism cards, people send them in.
0: So. It is going to go up, but um, and I guess these are both 2020. Tatis has been around for a, a lot longer. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go up drastically. Like, it's not going—neither None of neither of those cards are going to hit 2,176 silvers, I don't think. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, if they do go up, this it it would become a, a significantly more interesting debate. Because right now, obviously, Tatis' PSA 10 is more expensive than these PSA 9s. But obviously, it's a PSA 10. Um, whereas if you compare it as PSA 9 price, which I guess I could grab right now for those of you that are interested— his PSA 9 price is uh, Tatis refractor. What?
1: For the Tatis refractor you're looking at?
0: Yeah, I feel like there should have just been some one. It's all like prisms.
1: Yeah, the prism. Yeah, I noticed that too when I was looking up stuff. It's oh tough to mind. find just a refractor.
0: 150 bucks, December 5th. Okay. 150 bucks. So <clears throat> if you were just looking at PSA 9s, you could buy two and a half uh, two and a half for a price of a LaMelo or three for the price of a Justin Herbert PSA 9. But obviously, again, pop reports, the whole nine yards. So I'm just trying to get similar prices. So my question is, who do you choose? If you had to choose one, if you had to choose one similar prices, obviously you're getting $130 plus with the LaMelo. And you are getting about 30 bucks with the let's let's call the the Herbert and the Tatis a wash, the $30 mm-hmm. difference. So you can get one Herbert, one Tatis or a Lamello and $130. Let's say a hundred bucks.
1: I would say you want my take, Nate?
0: I want your take, yeah. And then uh, I'll give my take.
1: So this is I like this debate, and it is tough. These these guys are all good, but if I gotta go, Max Kellerman, aliens playing a laser beam at Earth, I'm going. Give me Tatis. That's my pick. I, I'm a baseball guy, so there's a little bias. Um, but based on what I was looking at before, I I gotta go Tatis for a couple of reasons. One, I think baseball cards right now, like at this debate at this point in time, baseball cards are down as a whole. You know that mm-hmm. lockout off season this is usually a good time to buy in general. Um, and I think the lockout granted that they have a season. And I've talked to a couple of people that I actually know in the league and they don't really think there's going to be, um, they don't think there's going to be a lockout there. They're pretty confident that there's going to be a season. So assuming that there is a season um, prices will rebound in the spring, leading up to the preseason hype, as we always see. So I think this is a great time to buy all the top players. Honestly, um, the guys that you had the highest conviction in Acuna Soto uh, Tatis, Franco, Trout. That's that's my list, my short list um, of people that if I have money to spare, I would be uh, looking to buy right now. Um, and um Or if I'm holding, I'm waiting to sell. So that's reason number one. Second one, did a little bit of research. The Tatis refractor PSA 10, if you go back to before this previous season, before he went insane, even on a short season with a messed up shoulder and, and injuries that card peaked at around $1,300 late February mm-hmm. so we're looking at more than a 50% decline from its all-time highs Not saying it's going to get back to its all-time highs that's not I'm not guaranteeing that but um just something to look at something to think about I think that's pretty interesting to look at and I think you said it to the pop pop reports about 1400 so a lot better than flagship base we all know that's just printed a crap ton we all know uh prism base printed a bunch um so the silvers will will have pretty smaller pop reports but i think 1400 is pretty solid and i think pretty stabilized given that it's been out for two plus years um i think uh like i said like it's very cyclical so now is a good time at this debate at the current time to buy and and play that preseason hype or hold long term if you think he's going to be a long-term player um i think that this is just electric he signed a massive deal this past season or before the season before he even played a full season. Like think about that. He didn't even play a full season as a player. Yeah. Signed a 14 year what was it 300? Yeah, yeah. Him and Wander. Yeah, it's insane. So, but I think it's a good sign because it's showing that teams have high like teams have high convictions in their players. Like putting the so like they're he's the Padres guy. Like the Padres are committed to him. It could be a good or bad thing. I I think we see in baseball a lot. Unfortunately, these big deals don't always pan out, I guess, like economically for the teams, like these lump sums of money, they usually don't pan out as a Yankees fan. I'm well aware of that. We've given out a bunch of big deals that normally don't pan out, um, which is frustrating, but uh, it still shows that they're committed to him. He's their guy. Um, Didn't even play a full 162 games. But I think the Padres front office, like you said, is starting to turn things around. They have they used to be basically like the pirates of today's age, where they just mm-hmm. didn't spend any money and were boring. and Nobody liked them. And now they're being aggressive, which I think was probably in their 10-year plan or five-year plan, whatever. They probably were saving their money, kind of like what we're seeing with the Rangers now, paying a half a billion dollars for an infield after not yep. paying anything for the last couple of years. Um, but I, th- I really like the front office. They brought in pitching, but... Got hurt. Can't really account for that. Um, I think another interesting thing is the rivalry with the Dodgers. That brings excitement. He, he's always going to have that. If he stays in San Diego, he's always going to have that. I know the games. I, so I'm a big baseball fan. I watch every pretty much every Yankees game. Not a lot of people watch a lot of games anymore. Um, but I actually did tune in. I normally don't tune into other games. But I did watch several Dodgers-Padres games on like Sunday Night Baseball this past year. Because they were fun. I mean the yeah, Dodgers are obviously nice. good. Tatis is a beast. When the Padres were healthy, they were awesome. Um I think that's kind of like a little bit of a testament um to Tatis getting people like myself who wouldn't normally watch a game. I don't think I watch any other games honestly than Yankees and a couple of those. Um So it's interesting. I mean, question for you. Yeah.
0: And I think I know the answer to this, but if they didn't have Tatis, if it was if it was just Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth,
1: yeah,
0: uh, Trent Grisham, all of their pitching, and he's say, padded, you, yeah. say you you tra- you switched out Tatis for Luis Urias, right? They don't trade Luis Urias; he's their starting shortstop. You think you watch a Padres Dodgers game?
1: No, <laughs> not even not even close. I, I mean, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Luis Urias, they, that trade getting Tatis was one of the best things that could have happened to their franchise was getting him and, and him pinning out too, obviously. Um, yeah. Cause you can get a lot
0: of prospects and none yeah. of them just talk to the Marlins and their Christian Yelich deal. Yeah. Um They yeah. just, you know, designated Lewis Brinson for a sign or for assignment or release Lewis, Lewis Brinson, the top get in the Christian Yelich deal. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Yamamoto, one of the other guys been released years and years ago. Um, so it doesn't always work out.
1: Uh, no. Nah, tough. Yeah, that's just the way it is. That's why I mean, you and I like Bowman Chrome, and it's tough. It's a tough game, not all of them hit, but when you do hit one like a Tatis or a Soto or something, it pans out.
0: You make um, massive money, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I gotta say, number one, I too have watched a number of Padres games this year, and I would not have watched it if it wasn't for Tatis on the field. Um, which is a big testament now. Obviously, we're a little bit weirder than most people, like, uh, we love baseball a little bit more than the normal person. Um, I wasn't leaning to Tease.
1: Okay, who are you leaning
0: I think I am leaning to Tease now after hearing you talk, though. Oh, Um, I
1: like it. It It was close for me, it was really close. I I will say, Herbert was a close second for me. I love Herbert. I'm actually not a big ball fan, I like, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but. Not a big ball fan. Don't like the family. I know a lot of people like the family. Not a big fan. I don't like the. I just don't like that. Uh, I think. I think ball was an easy third for me, but the Herbert <laughs> Tatis was harder.
0: Interesting. So let me let me run you through my thought process here. So I mm-hmm. I obviously love Tatis. I think he has the best stats. I think right. he has the best chance to win an MVP. Herbert obviously also has a very good chance of winning an MVP. Um, but Tatis at some point. Uh, it's it's hard to win. Multiple MVPs in the NFL, unless you're like surefire, incredible Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but you've got a number of guys: Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. It's gonna be hard for those guys to compete against each other. You know, one of those guys is gonna have a career year every, you know, every year, and it's, it's gonna be super hard to win three MVPs in a yeah. career, four MVPs in a career, let alone Super Bowls. Hmm. So, and and for Justin Herbert, your easiest time to win a Super Bowl is when you're on your rookie deal or your second deal if you're not as amazing. Um, and Justin Herbert's amazing instantly, so he's going to get an absolutely massive deal when his rookie deal's up, and his rookie deal coincides with Patrick Mahomes in the division. Mm-hmm. That stinks, right? That really yeah. stinks. Um, So, you know, Justin Herbert's got some outside outside pressures, problems. Uh, that not because of him, but the division and all the other quarterbacks in the AFC specifically, um, make it a lot harder for him to get to the playoffs every year, win Super Bowls, uh, win every piece. And so for that reason, I, I'm just a little hesitant on Herbert. Um, I know he's amazing. I've seen his throws. I saw that deep bomb. Like he has every talent in the world. He's six, six. He has a massive cannon. He's fast. Mm -hmm. Like, he is good. He is good at football. He's really good at football, but because of everything else that's out there I work. I'm just look at the look at the bills. They look like they were on top of the world.
1: Yeah, last year. Now they now,
0: now they can't yeah. beat Bill Belichick again. Yep. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um so there there was my concern there. I do think he has the second easiest route to winning an MVP uh behind the Tees and it's a big sport nfl's a big sport big sport worldwide the los angeles area helps you know um even though the people in los angeles probably don't care about football being in la and the aura there is is big then you have Lamelo; he plays in charlotte north carolina that is not a place that people want to go play spend time in for the most part um if he was in New York, this would be a really easy choice. You'd choose Lamelo. If he was in LA, you'd choose Lamelo. Uh, he's not in those places. If he was in Miami, you'd choose Lamelo. Pro, you know, but he's not in those places. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but he is in, in, improving year after year here. Um, I remember seeing videos of him in high school where he just cherry pick. and people are like, "Oh, this kid stinks." Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. He puts up points because he cherry picks. Uh, yada yada yada, this dude's amazing, and he's one of the young faces of the NBA. And people did not care about the Charlotte Hornets until he got there, and now people care about the Charlotte Hornets. If the Charlotte Hornets were coming to town in Milwaukee and the Bucs were playing, I'd probably try to get a ticket. If this were two years ago, I would have not tried to get a ticket, you know. And that and that is not because of Miles Bridges, that is not because of Gordon Hayward, right? That is because of LaMelo Ball. And for everyone's hate on his family. And you know. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and it's. His dad's obnoxious. His dad is obnoxious. But he does love his sons. And there's a lot of dads out there that do not love their sons. You know. Or their daughters. And he loves his sons. And I can't fault the man. I don't love his antics. But I can't fault him for loving his sons. You can never say that. You know. Um. And so for me, it's like the the ball thing actually I think helps him. Ball being his last name and LaVar being the way LaVar is. Uh, Michael Jordan being there, I think that helps him. But again, Charlotte, North Carolina, and also um, the stats he's putting up are nice. But I think it's going to be, as long as he keeps progressing, it's still going to be another probably three years until he's like MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. Tatis and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's probably a year away from MVP caliber, and mm-hmm. Tatis is right there already. Yeah. And then you have Tatis, who obviously, and the NBA is the world's league, and everyone loves the NBA, and that is for sure. For, that's a big thing for Lamelo. And then you mm-hmm. have Tatis, who obviously is the best of the bunch currently. Um, he's the middle of the pack age-wise. He's the best of the bunch. He plays in California, but in San Diego, not in LA. Um, not a storied franchise, obviously like the other three, mm. but he does play in California, which is a, a, a help except that the problem is, I don't know about you, but how often do you want to stay up for Padres games if they're playing on the West coast?
1: That that's a very good point. The 10 o'clock thing definitely hurts it like Sunday night baseball. They're usually at like what, eight and, but for them, that's an early game. So that that is a good point. That that is a good point that I didn't think about 10 yeah. o'clock games do stink.
0: And so, like, you don't run into that with the NFL. No. And tons of people live on the East Coast, and they're not going to run into that with LaMelo. And so, if you're on the West Coast, you can still watch LaMelo at a decent time. If you're mm-hmm. in Hawaii, you can still watch LaMelo at a decent time, right? Um. And so, you're not going to run into that situation with LaMelo. You're not going to run into that situation with Justin Herbert. But there are going to be a lot of games that start at 7.05, on the West Coast, that start at nine oh five on the or ten oh five on the East Coast, mm-hmm. that you're not going to want to stay up till one o'clock to watch Fernando Tatis. Um, no matter how good he is, um, but but Justin Herbert's not going to become the face of football. Likely, most likely, Lamelo Ball is not going to become the face of the NBA as long as Giannis is, LeBron is there and then Giannis is there.
1: Yeah. Not a chance. I think Tatis I'd argue that Tatis is
0: already the face of baseball.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right there with you.
0: Yeah, like they wanted Trout to be, but combining his injuries with his personality, Trout just wasn't going to be the face of baseball. He might be the best player in baseball, but he Mm -hmm. wasn't going to be the face of baseball. And so for me, it's weird because you've got a bunch of different and that's why I wanted to bring this up. You have all of these different factors that factor into each one of these guys where it's like face of baseball but West Coast. Um it's the Padres. People don't love baseball. You've got Herbert, um division, all the other quarterbacks in the AFC. Gonna be hard for him to win. Going to be hard for him to win MVPs. Going to be hard for him to win Super Bowls despite the stats he puts up. And then you've got Lamelo playing in Charlotte. Um probably never gonna be the face of basketball. The whole thing, but at the end of the day, stats speak, MVPs speak, and team ability speaks. And the Padres have put a ton into their team. They are going to get healthy next year, and they're going to be a very good team. Tatis hopefully will be healthy. He is going to be an MVP candidate, maybe even win an MVP as long as he stays healthy. And that's a big if. But if he stays healthy, he's going to win an MVP. And he is the face of baseball MLB is going to push and they already do. And they're going to continue to push to every which way to be the face of baseball. And it doesn't matter if you're worldwide, if everyone baseball knows you that collects cards, if people outside of baseball that just happen to see random things about baseball and what do they see to tease, to tease, to tease, to they don't really care about baseball, but they know Fernando Tatis. Mm. Um, just like people that don't care about basketball, but they know LeBron. Yep. Um. I do think that that plays a huge factor for me, and uh, I think, along with everything you said, I think I'm going with I think I'm going with the T's. I didn't think I'd go with the T's. I thought I'd go with Lamelo or Herbert because of the sport.
1: Yeah, that that was the biggest thing for me was the sport like I'm a huge baseball fan have been my entire life but like I'm not ignorant to the fact that baseball is losing steam and it's sad like I, I hate to see it like between the the lockout and the the relations between players in the league and then the league just doing a horrible job honestly of marketing like yeah. compared to the NBA and the NFL they're hard it's just bad I even wrote a paper about it in, in school it, like it's just it's it's disheartening to see. Well,
0: they also the, the NBA as long as you don't have Fubo TV, shout out Fubo TV, no TNT, no TBS, That's no right. um uh Bal- Bali Sports regional networks. Yeah. But for NBA and NFL, you can watch all NFL games on Fox and CBS on Sundays. You know, maybe you don't Jones. have Monday Night Football on ESPN if you don't have ESPN. Um, maybe you know. Thursday night football, if that's occasionally on NFL Network and nowhere else, maybe you can't get that. But for mm. the most part, you can get baseball or football. For hope. Yeah. Whenever. Mm. And if you have cable or any kind of cable, not FUBO, um, that doesn't have Bali regional sports, so you can't get the Bucks games. But if you have got TNT, TBS, ABC on uh Sunday afternoons, mm. You can watch a ton of basketball. Every night, you can watch NBA games. Maybe you're not watching your favorite NBA game, but you can watch NBA games. For baseball, you either have to have Bali or you have to have ESPN. You'll occasionally get a Fox game, a Fox Sunday night game.
1: Yeah, or a TBS, right? Yeah.
0: Um, or a TBS game. But outside of that, it's really stinking hard to watch baseball Um, and it's a long season. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I get it. You get it. It's a lot harder to cheer for baseball. It's a lot harder to find baseball, watch baseball. It's cheaper to go to baseball for sure. Um, but they do a They do a terrible job and then they have their MLB.tv. But depending Mm -hmm. on the region you're in, your games are going to be blocked out, blacked out. So I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I can neither watch Brewers games or Twins games on mlb.tv. Mm-hmm. Um you've got people that live in Iowa that can't watch Twins, they can't watch Brewers, they can't watch uh, White Sox or Cubs. They might not even be able to watch Cardinals or Kansas City because they're re- they don't have a region so they like take every team that you could cheer for and black it out so that you have to own cable. Mm-hmm. And um it's just it's just the the blackout restrictions are the dumbest thing. The first thing that should go if they want people to care about baseball more Blackout restrictions on LBI TV. Uh, forget cable, anyways. Who cares?
1: Yeah, cable will be gone in a couple of years anyway. <laughs> that's my thesis. I, I don't think. And, cable and will I mean, look at anymore. look at
0: Bali Sports. They're almost bankrupt.
1: Hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, I think the only thing really holding Tatis back, other than injuries, which is you could say that for any player, yep. is his own league. I think that's the only thing holding him back.
0: Yeah, but. Uh, They are pushing him as the face, so they are no hundred
1: percent. And I think they need to get better. Yeah, I think it's good. They're on the right track, but they're still just not quite there. They're not on the same level as an NBA or an NFL or even soccer, like you said earlier. It's getting super popular in the United States, and and networks are taking notice to it. ESPN's getting involved. NBC obviously with the Premier League. So um, it's tough. It's going to be an interesting like couple years for them because again, like I said too, like the lockout. It's just it's just a bad look on a league. You saw the NFL; they had a seamless labor negotiation, secured their contract, TV contracts, made all the players happy, easy. NBA; they're always innovating, they're always ahead of the game, uh, whether in, in all aspects of like the league and society, um, which is, is is a good thing going for it. But the MLB is just there's a lot of traditionalists, and like I'm kind of a traditionalist too. I like I like traditional aspects of baseball, but they need to get with it otherwise tattooed. So you like no
0: curveballs and not wearing gloves to catch and uh
1: <laughs> no, not that, five not foot that
0: fences far. in center field?
1: Not quite that far. Not quite that oh, far.
0: Oh not okay. that traditionalist. Okay, okay.
1: I'm not I'm not that traditional. But there's a lot of guys in the no, not not that traditional. But there's still a lot of people in the league office making important decisions that are just not not seeing eye to eye with where we are as a society and in terms of like the digital generation and, and lack of attention spans and and that stuff and and tatis is great they market him good but I think they could do better and I think as a as a league they could do better. So that's the only thing in my argument holding him back. Um, All okay. right. So
0: that's my I, uh I am in agreement. I'm in agreement with everything you said about the MLB. Um we are running a little late here hour and five minutes so far um so we yeah. should probably cut it off there. Um but everyone in the comments let us know who you think after going through all the stats and, um, and the numbers and the league and everything, let me know who you're taking. Cause it's an interesting conversation to be had. If you mm-hmm. had to pick one of these guys, they're all in the similar spots in their careers, um, similar ages, similar locations, um, similar franchises, you know, who are you taking? Are you taking Justin Herbert? Are you taking Fernando Tatis? Or are you taking LaMelo? Um, I think it's interesting because it's one from each league. You know, and you get the point. We're both taking Tatis. I really didn't think I'd take Tatis. Um, but, you know, I think there is something to be said about even if you're a third third league, being the face of it compared to the other two. Uh, that being said, let us know. want to thank you all for joining. Um, appreciate, appreciate the follows and the help. And uh, everyone say hi to Vincent. Uh, thank him for being on here. Thank you, Vincent, for being on here. We appreciate you covering for this. Um, and uh, that's it. I guess that's a wrap. Usually Aaron wraps this up, but I guess that's a wrap <laughs> of Snap Socks episode three.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me on, Nate. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. All right, Vincent, thank you and everyone for watching. Thank you. We will talk to you guys again next Thursday.